I feel like I should do some sort of cheesy intro, like, I'm stuck in the middle with some very funny people from the house. <laughs> Uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna do that, man. I, I should have done the uh, intro jazzy. Hey, that was uh, Steelers Wheel, uh, <laughs> one of the great bands from the '70s. Then uh, uh, you're very jazz influenced. You're very a lot of Coltrane. Involved, the very uh, subdued uh, intro. Yeah, <laughs> I do some right wing. That was good rock and roll back then. Not this music. Now listen, Donald Trump liked Steelers Wheel, and we like. But no, I'm not going to do any of that, man. You are listening to this American Podcast Comedy Edition of ComedySchoolsRadio.com, coming to you from the ComedySchools.com studios, which is one of those odd coincidences in uh, Phoenix, um, in Phoenix Entertainment, that ComedySchoolsRadio.com happens to be in the ComedySchools.com studios, and a guy named Rick Bronson, yes, owns Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Yes. Yeah, and we've never <laughs> we've never been able to establish, Mike Malone, if Rick Bronson named it Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, or if he was down here from oh. Manitoba or wherever the hell he's from, he's gonna listen. I'm gonna catch hell for this. And and said, Oh, look, I have all this oil money from Edmonton and here's a place called Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. My name's Rick Bronson, I must buy it. We haven't established that. I would like to think it's the latter. I'd like to think that he just came upon a <laughs> place called Rick Bronson's house. <laughs> and he's like, ha! Huh. <laughs> this would be a nice place. I should introduce you. Yeah, that'd I be should, you. Yeah. This is Mike Malone, man. Who, this is the second time I've gotten to talk to you. Yes. It's almost like we're dating, but we're it's, not. It's getting pretty serious. It's getting pretty serious, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, and Mike Malone, who is at uh, Rick Bronson. He, you're at Rick Bronson's yes. house. <laughs> Is, yes. Rick, is Rick there this week? He is. He is. I want you to. I want you to go. Fa- I want you to ask him. You want me to ask him? He likes you. I'll wait till I get the check. Then he, I'll ask. He can't. <laughs> I can never figure out if Rick likes me or tolerates me. Because <laughs> 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 after, after I'll be talking to him, I'll be like, I'm go, Tony, and I go, and it's that I'm tolerating you up to this point. Uh, uh, yeah, Mike Malone, who is at Rick Branson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows. Yes. Saturday for two shows and Sunday for four, show. 14 shows. Yes. It's the new Canadian contract. We're doing the marathon show on yeah, Sunday for the holidays. Did. It's going to be right. great. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it for MF or some disease. So all, all the diseases. We're is doing there a disease called MF? Shows. Sure. There is. What yes. Is that? You know who else is in the studio and he won't say a word? <laughs> he won't say a word, Mike. Have you, does he talk to you when you're driving? When he's Barely. Driving around? Barely. Barely. He just says, I'm going to make a left. <laughs> he gives me a heads up every once in a while. And the weird thing, he's not talking about driving, he's talking about in his life. Right, yes, exactly. I'm going south. I said, oh, you're voting for Hillary, okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a left. David Facey, who is my, uh, and I've known a lot of club managers in my day. I've hired club managers. I used to be a club owner. That's one of the reasons David looks at me the way he does, because he goes, you you are one of them. Uh, <laughs> I prefer to call him Canadian Dreamboat. Dave. Canadian Dreamboat? Um, yeah. Like Dave Facey, yeah. Dave Facey. The Canadian club manager. <laughs> the Canadian. You were brought in. You were brought in. Uh, we're going to get him to talk. Look you at think? Look at yeah, Did you notice that his lips are now tighter than when he... <laughs> <laughs> he was just kind of sitting there, kind of like breathing through his mouth, and we started talking to him. And he's like, mm. Yeah, now he can. You can't know breathe. Look, you know what look he has on his face, Mike? Like mm. if you if, if you got someone tied to the chair, you get ready to duct tape their mouth, and they're going... Mm. I know mm. that look all too well. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so what have you been up to since I, I saw you last? Uh, I shot a movie last year. Yeah. You I, shot a, you made I, a, yeah, I made a, <laughs> I you made a picture? I made a moving picture. Uh, yeah. I, what I goes co- about that? I co-wrote it. I starred in it. And I directed it. It's a little uh, dark holiday film called Bethlehem. It's a movie about a family that's falling apart as they come together for Christmas. And there's no there's no kids. There's no singing. It's just a, a family coming together with alcohol and hating your family. It's 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 a beautiful little Christmas story. Is there nudity? Uh, there is not any nudity. Uh, <laughs> I did not opt to go topless in this one. Uh, I'm going to save that for my is sophomore there, uh, film. <laughs> do any bombs go up? There's no bombs. No bombs, no nudity. No bombs, no nudity. Yet you expect to get distribution. There's pills, there's alcohol, oh, there's okay. weed, there's drama. It's, it's, everybody in the family is hiding something from everybody else, and they're all pretending like life is wonderful, as you do around the holidays. You know, sure. your, your life's falling apart, and you see your grandma, and you're like, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be better. <laughs> so you wrote it, and you directed it. Yeah. And produced it. Yes. Did you raise the money? I raised the money. I did everything. I step-by-step step, the editing. Uh, everything uh, it's been crazy without being uh, snarky or facetious that's very impressive oh, <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a nice little journey so it's finally ready and it's hitting the festival circuit and we're actually getting uh, some really good buzz about it and all the all the reviews have been really glowing and positive and we're all very happy I was very lucky to have such a great cast and crew attached to it it's just been great and who was it any, any other stand-ups involved or uh, yeah uh, Rich Reagans uh, he's been on CMT and a few other things um, uh, he plays the uh, the gay uncle in the film uh, <laughs> He's also the comic relief in the film. He's really funny. Uh, and then uh, Derek Zraskiani, uh, he's a comic out of Nashville. He's actually been on the series Nashville and a okay, couple other things. Sure. Uh, he's very funny. He plays uh, uh, Cousin Brian, who just gets out of prison. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he shows up with a girl. We're not sure if it's his daughter, if it's his wife. We have no idea. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You're just kind of asking everybody else, like, who is this? How do we know them? <laughs> you know, like I grew up with holiday relatives. You know, you see yeah. them once a year and you're asking your mom, who is that? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> you know? well, uh, um, so, how much how much did it cost to do the movie? Uh, we shot we actually shot it way under budget, pulling favors and doing everything. We shot it for for around twenty grand, uh, which is way under budget. It, the, if if we were to look at it and shoot it like at scale, it would be a hundred and forty thousand dollar movie. Uh, roughly, the guy from Insidious came on board. He shot it. We shot on a Red Dragon Six. I mean, it's shot in six K. Uh, it's it's colored like um, it's it's a throwback like '90s film. So it's yeah. colored like like a Roseanne or something like that. So it has like that real. Uh, Midwestern home vibe to it. You, you really feel like you're home with the family in the, in the film. Is it is it based on characters that you are close to? Oh, yeah, yeah. The grandma in the, in the film is definitely my grandma. She says outrageous things, and she's every year is her last Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. one of those. She's giving away all her valuables. You know, like, here's a calendar from 1988. I want him to give it to you now so you don't fight over it. <laughs> like, like the grandma, nobody wants this. <laughs> like the mom and the Sopranos. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This is the year. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, was, and where did you shoot it? Uh, we shot it back in Indiana at a big farmhouse there. Um, and it's all one location. It's just it takes you from Christmas morning to Christmas night with this family, and it's just chaos uh, all the way through. Very cool. So now, now you're you're hunting distribution. Yes, yes, yeah. and uh, we're actually going to show. We had so much. Um, we we have had so much love and support come for the film. I'm actually going to show it on Vimeo. Uh, 
uh, for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You can watch it in the comfort of your home. You can stream it to your television with Apple TV or Roku yeah. or Xbox, whatever you got. Uh, you can get on Vimeo and you can rent it for I think it's uh, three ninety nine uh, for Christmas Day. We have rabbit Christmas ears Eve. on a um, yeah. You can still get it then. Yeah. <laughs> on a thirteen inch black and white. <laughs> we've we've got dial up. <laughs> Hey, you well, can watch it. I mean, before you go, I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here, but before you go, we yeah, want to yeah. get that information so we can get it out to our uh, I got it. Our, yeah. down, our downloaders. Yeah. We have, we have listeners, but we actually have mostly downloaders. Yeah. You know what's freaky about doing Because now uh, this is, a, and we actually have more listeners here as a, a podcast than we did when I was at the last station. Oh, yeah. I saw you. Uh, when I went in that station, they, they brought us over, and they said, here, and we walked in, and it was Rick Bronson who walked around the station when he went, Tony, this is a high school, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because no one would tell me to go. We're going over there. That's where we're going to do the show. And it's right. going to be great. And I go in there and I go, is this a college? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> interview the comics. Yeah. Sell the, you know, sell the, uh, the bug zappers. Yeah, yeah. On. So, uh, yeah, this, is, this is a much nicer setup. That is very, uh, very impressive that oh, you were able to put, put together a, a movie for 20 G's. So, you, yeah, it, it wasn't shot for like nobody got paid SAG uh, wages. No, no, it was all non union. They, um, like I said, we pulled in every favor we had, uh, even with camera rentals, with equipment, everything like that. And, but I mean, we, we, we have a great film. It's, um, it's in the festival circuit now. Like I said, we, we took home um, best uh, comedy and drama in the Hollywood International Film Festival. We're up for best picture and best ensemble cast is actually showing this weekend in los angeles at the uh, uh los angeles international film festival and it's in a couple other things too where does so. that where does that film festival take place is that the one in santa monica or uh that? it's right on la Brea. it's like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. La Brea. yep la Brea. La Brea. yeah <laughs> now you live in los angeles now yeah 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 uh, and, you, and you made you made one of the and I'm from the Midwest. I'm from yeah. I'm from Missouri. You're from Ohio. Yeah. Ohio, yeah. And when you first move out there, you have a hard time pronouncing some of the names of the streets. Oh yeah. And uh, you're Labray. Yeah, Labray. Labray. Name like Thomas Boulevard. Yeah. You know, or, or, in St. Louis, like weird French names, you know, because it was it was founded by French people, St. Louis. But uh, there's a street. And I don't know, did you do this? There's a street that a, a lot of Midwesterners, not just I did it, a lot of people did, and a street is spelled O-A-O-R-A-N-G-E. And since you've got all these oddly named points right. that, and you, that people go out and go, oh, it's Orangi Street. <laughs> no, it's Orange. Orange, Orange, yeah. yeah. Orange, yeah. Did you, Orange is big did you call it Orangi? I, I didn't even call it anything. I just went, I got to go there. I just, go I just pointed on my phone. <laughs> Once <laughs> <laughs> what, you mispronounce a couple of them, you're ridiculed for it. Kawanga was the big one Ka for me. Kawanga? Yeah, I, I try to learn uh, the streets by, by my GPS. It's like a nice little like Spanish learning thing. It's, it's you know, like Kawanga Boulevard. I'm in the car like Kawanga Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> but she mispronounces things. Right, exactly. Yeah. We, live, we live on a street called uh, Hojeans, and she calls it Hoganis. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right on. Because I've gotten so lazy with knowing where things are now. Yeah. I will turn on my. Uh, I'll turn on my uh, GPS. Uh, I'm using Google. Uh, before I pull out of my driveway. Right. So she's giving me directions out of my out oh, of that, my driveway. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Back up out of your driveway. Yeah. Go down the street you live, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> make a right on the street you always have to make a right on. You know, but she's telling me, and I, I've got it on there, and I've gotten terrible now. Right. I've known. Have you done this? I have known how to get to a place. I've driven there a hundred times. Right. But I turned the GPS on. Just you're curious. 
Yeah, and they'll take me a different way. Yeah. And I'll go that way. <laughs> I never go though. I fight it every time. You I'm fight. like, this isn't the way. You're a young I, man. I have it on husband setting. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the way I usually go. <laughs> I know where I'm going. You, you're an auteur. You're a director and producer, so you're going to fight it. Right. <laughs> this is my vision. This is the way I see it. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very close to that tipping point where we go, where are we going? Yeah. Okay, I'll go. Hold on. Should exactly. I put on shoes? I don't need shoes, right? Exactly. No, you're not going to be getting out of car people just wave you over the car okay there is a wife setting you can set it and it asks you did you bring your coat and you're like oh god i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) did you pack a lunch (laughs) things like that you're married right are you married fiance Fiance. very close very Very close it's close yeah Yeah. it's close not all not there yet no contract signing just a handshake yeah yeah exactly we're we're, we're still discussing the deals and terms What's this contract look like? <laughs> you can discuss them all you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Once you're on the team, uh, things change. You, you may think you have an agreement. Yeah, exactly. Thought, hey, Johnny, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> this is even basketball. <laughs> this is even the sport I signed up you for. You have a new deal. <laughs> How long you guys been together? Five years. Five years? Yeah, which in Facebook years is like 100. So, like, we, uh, I think we're set in LA years, it's like a thousand. Oh my God! Yeah, LA years. We've oh yeah, we've yeah. You're like we're already divorced in LA years. <laughs> you're like the person people come to for advice on longevity. Yeah. How do you make it last? Move. <laughs> Get did out you, of LA. Did you did you move there with her? Is she in Indiana? Uh, yeah, she's a uh, founder in Indiana. She's uh she was from Muncie, the big Muncie. city there. <laughs> Got me a girl from Muncie. Did she see you on stage? She was actually on stage. She, she was, was stage. she was doing a uh, she's a singer songwriter. So okay, she was I, we doing need to a clarify show. which stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. I guess I should. That was you know, a weird. You know, one of those <laughs> idiot comics. No, no, no. I know yeah. a lot of comics. And you, and the wife's standing. Hey, how are you? And you you met her on a stage, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, this, I did. This is my wife, Diamond. <laughs> uh, no, she was a singer songwriter, and they would do it. She had her own show there at the college, and um, they were so she would do a show there every Tuesday, and they wanted to put comedy after it because you know uh, comedy and music, two things that go together. Music uh, and laughter. Uh, oh like, man, like Copacabana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forever in unity. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I saw her, and she, we had a mutual friend, and I was asking the friend about her, and she was asking the friend about me, and then we uh, started asking each other about uh, now, when ourselves. You, <laughs> when you ask the mutual friend, yeah. were there, like, specific questions? You're not that gauche, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, what that booty do? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was very formal with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like some sort of Irish thing. Yeah. And I would like to perhaps date your daughter, <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Corleone and the guy. I asked, I asked all the all the questions. She's single, you know. Is she crazy? Herpes? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything cleared, and so uh, introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> and if she was to see me, then you would gain a son-in-law. Yes. I need a favor. Introduce me to her. <laughs> so is is she pursuing her career as well in Los Angeles? She's actually working for three television shows now out in Los Angeles for really? the uh, Fox station out there. Yeah, yeah. So, Fantastic. Which works out great for me. So you can see me <laughs> on Fox this fall. Uh, 
<laughs> what uh, shows, if, if you can say? I'll be on, uh, I'm on. I'm on the uh, first two seasons of uh, Laughs on Fox, and it airs on Saturdays and Sundays here. I think here in Phoenix. Uh, it, it, uh, it's uh, we know definitely that it, uh, it airs Saturday nights at 10:30. Yeah. On Fox 10 in Phoenix. Yep. Uh, and also uh, on my net and my channel or something like that. Yeah. If you have those here, that also airs on that on Sundays as it well. It is also one, yeah, one of those shows that um, probably has more downloads than yeah. You know, because that's a weird time. Saturday night, ten thirty. It's going to be in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we and, compete directly with it, almost directly with it. And them. we know since Saturday Night Live was on at that time that no one's watching television. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll say, okay, let's just turn the TV off. Right. This is now. Um, right. But uh, that's cool. That's a very. You know what? I like that show very much. And we know Steve. You know, we know oh, yeah, Steve yeah. Hostetter. Uh, yeah. We've interviewed him and talked with him. Uh, we have. Um, I have a business partner, uh, Kevin O'Day, who's okay. a comic who, um, his girlfriend, who started out as my intern. You know, and uh, one day, one day, my business partner. There was a rumor that my business partner was dating my intern, <laughs> and someone came to me and they said, uh, "Hey, is Kevin dating?" I go, "No," because Kevin's like twenty years older than her. I go, "No right. way!" And then one day he goes, "Hey, I'm, I'm dating Kirsten." And I go, oh, "All I can do is go." <laughs> it's worked out great. And they live in they live in Los Angeles now, uh, like at a sunset and a uh, crossroads of the world. And she's, okay, yeah, she's, uh, she's done it several times. I love that show. And yeah, it's a great show. I think for uh, your generation of comics, and I, I'm at the point where I can say this, it's yeah. almost like your evening at the improv. Right, yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. And, I, yeah, I think I think that is the goal of that is to build up enough content like that to where it's one of those shows that's always on and it's always in syndication and stuff like that, which is great. Yeah, um, it's a great way to work out, too. It's, there was a time yeah. prior to that, like when, when, the, when the Tonight Show was – the make show. It wasn't set up to be a break show. It's an show when Johnny Carson was on there. He made so many comics, but it also was a break show. That if you did badly on that, since there were very few other television portals. Oh yeah, yeah. If you did badly, you just you were what you'd see these guys wander around on Sunset Melrose, just like you know, blood on their forehead, going, "What happened? Yeah. What happened?" <laughs> it's like your career could blow up. Either a good way or a bad way. Oh, he giveth, he he shall taketh away. Yeah, and that was the uh, Johnny Carson. (laughs) (laughs) If he gave you like uh, all these guys, man, he did that okay sign with his thumb, right? Like his thumb and his finger, like okay. Yeah. But with the advent of shows like Evening at the Improv and then all the cable shows, some people said that it was the uh, uh, it caused a problem for comedy in the eighties or nineties. I don't think it did, Uh, but. That was an entry-level show where you could do kind of okay a couple times. Right, yeah. And they would keep putting you on. And now Laughs is that show. I feel like, yeah, Laughs is that show where, yeah, you can do it a few times. I'm actually going to have another. We have one final taping on December 17th, so I'll actually be on for later in the season is as well. Is that the one they're doing at uh, Pachanga? Yep, we're doing yeah. the Pachanga the theater there. And so See, it's I a know great stuff. little club. Yeah, you're very connected. I like this. I, you, I read uh, all the pamphlets. You read the Twitter? <laughs> you get out of that Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, how yeah. I'm not good with the Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with the face. We went to a free concert last night. We would have come and seen you last night. Oh, well, you know. You know, and we actually... Okay. Uh, I, we, I get it. We had actually... Uh, <laughs> We, we actually packed our bags and had plenty of oranges for the trip and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but Dwight Yoakam was doing a free, oh. concert, a free concert right by the house. Oh, my God. So we had to go see Dwight. I would have went to I would have went to that <laughs> last night. <laughs> that's, that's why we didn't tell you. <laughs> Dave, earmuffs. Listen, <laughs> next time that happens, you give me a call, all right? <laughs> and it's because I, I have this house. I, I lived in Los Angeles for 30 years, and then right. I got this house now. A lot of people make fun of me because it's in the middle of nowhere. There's this town called Maricopa that is just plopped down with nothing connected to it. Right, that's inside a Walmart, right? It is. <laughs> yes, I've been there. It's very nice. 
and said it's in the hunting and <laughs> section. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very nice. It's over by the pharmacy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very nice neighborhood. And there's, but everyone puts it down, but right within walking distance to our house is uh, one of their casinos. Okay. And a bingo parlor. Well. Because you're from the Midwest. Well, so you've got it made over there. <laughs> <laughs> you got if you got a euchre station set up. <laughs> There's a, a Midwest game you haven't, uh, probably don't hear out, out west too much. Whisk. Uh, <laughs> we, got, we got a bowling alley. Oh. You know what? Bowling's one of those things. I just started bowling again, and it's one of those things as a, when, you're, when you're like a teenager, like early 20s, and you find yourself at a bowling alley, and you see the people in their mid-30s and stuff, and you're like, look at these losers. Like, what do they do with their lives? And then you get in your 30s, and you, you're out with your friends, and you're drunk, and you're high, and you're bowling, and you're like, this is the greatest time of my life. Where have I been? And then you get it. It comes full circle. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what these guys were doing at the <laughs> Well, you were high, a blast. You grew up in the Midwest. The bowling alley was like that was like hate central. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, um, this is a horrible thing to say, okay? But it's my show, so I'll take the heat. Yeah, sure. There used to be like all the guys would sit in the lounge. There's a lounge that yeah. just smells of desperation and flat beer. Yeah. You know, and the wives would be out bowling. You know, and uh, uh, something happens sometimes to some Midwestern women. And I'm saying this as a service, <laughs> as a service some. to them. Yeah, yes. they become like tick women. <laughs> what is tick women? Well, the older they get, the bigger they get, the shorter their hair gets. Oh my gosh! So you know, and I think you're onto something <laughs> there. And they're they're out bowling. You're right. You're in your teens and twenties. The yeah. only reason to go to bowling alley is because that's where you met to score. Yeah. Meet <laughs> uh, me in the bowling alley parking lot, man, and I'll have a bag. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then it becomes cool. And in Los Angeles, they uh, kind of put like a, a kind of a hip thing on it where they made it like rock and bowl yeah you can bowl in the dark and you know in your underwear <laughs> and there's neon lights yeah all the all the fun different ways to bowl there's uh, uh there's the bowl alley at jerry's deli on uh, ventura on oh, the i did not know that yeah okay you now how long have you been in los angeles uh four years mm. but i'm barely there that's that's the clause what, I have part to put town, out there. what part of town do you live in we're on uh, right on uh, sunset then in hobart we're right there by the new ucb yeah, yeah, gorgeous sure. well, That's where that's where my, uh, my friends Kevin and Kirsten live. Just yeah. to let you know how it can go is you know where Crossroads of the World is. Yeah, yeah. I did a play there in '83. So oh wow! So keep your nose to the grind. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is your Christmas it, future. <laughs> they can spin off quick. Take a look around, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because oh, there's a, there's a law. In right. Los Angeles, that they haven't told you about yet. Oh yeah. Okay, because you got you moved there from the Midwest. Right. And you got five years in L.A. Okay. And if you make it to the hill, but if not, to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I got I got a year before I have to go to the valley. Yeah. I'm trying not to. So I see you seven years from now. You go, yeah, we had the kids, so we found the place. Yeah, we had found a place outside of the city. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying we're trying to get a place in Agoura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, less gunshots and helicopters. It's not as bad. I mean, the crime is not as bad as it was at one time. No, yeah. no, it's not. It's really not that bad. You gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta find your pockets in L.A. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to, you know, you, you just can't leave the house at any time. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta really plan it out. You know, it's not like a zombie apocalypse, but it's kind of like that. It's kind of like Frogger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, the old video in life. game. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta shoot across without getting run over. Yeah. Well, the the neighborhood you lived in when I first moved to L.A. was a horrible neighborhood. 
Oh yeah, which is why I always hung out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, they go, "This is a bad neighborhood." I go, "Let's go there." That's where all the good bowling yeah, is. That's, <laughs> that's right. So you're living out there. I'm very impressed by this movie thing, man. Oh, thank you. You thank know, you. years ago I watched uh, uh, an interview with Harvey Keitel, who okay. a lot of people don't realize uh, was kind of like the godfather of the independent film film movement. Yeah, that he helped. Uh, uh, he helped, he helped a uh, lot of people get there. Yeah, he helped Tarantino uh, with uh, with uh, what was the first movie, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, well, I think uh, I think Swingers was no Tarantino was. Uh, I'm thinking of John Favreau. Sorry. Yeah, yeah uh, Tarantino was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I saw an interview with him. He go and yo, Kaitel was always he got fired from Apocalypse Now. Oh, I didn't know they that. Had done, they had done. He was playing the Martin Sheen part. Okay. Six weeks into it. So there's different stories, but when I heard Coppola goes, this just isn't working. Yeah. Because he argues with people. Yeah. He was one of those actors going, I don't see any logic to me saying this line. <laughs> you know, and it was always, and then finally he went, you know, fuck it, I'm going to do my own movies. Yeah. And I, he goes, listen, you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to go to the studio anymore. You can, you, you, you know how to use a camera. You have an uncle who's a millionaire. You get money from him. You make your own movie. And yeah. it really kind of inspired a lot of people to do this sort of thing. It's such a big movement nowadays, too, because the equipment is there. I mean, it, like, like I said, we pulled in every favor we knew to, to get a really good quality product. Um, and it's very doable. You know what I mean? We did it for 20 grand. Uh, Let me ask you this. What was the biggest issue technically? Was it, uh, was it cameras or sound? Uh, I would say in the editing, um, we had a little sound matching up with the camera issue, um, because we shot on a Red Dragon Six, which yeah, um, it does. You have to buy an external uh microphone, which yeah. we were unaware of, and so <laughs> so we had a whole so we had a whole sound crew set up and everything are, like that, which are. was great. But we had problems connecting the video to the actual audio then. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause it, so then in the editing room, it, it came to the fact where we had we had 14 hours of footage that we had to sync manually scene by scene. Uh, yeah. So that was a little rough. That was a little setback. But that was the worst thing we had. Yeah, Everything else learned, was great. You learned yeah. for 20, it's not like you had borrowed $3 million, Right, right, right. You know? And, it, and it was, it's shot in 6K, like I said. And it's absolutely just – it looks – beautiful on uh, on the screen what well, we're looking forward to seeing it um uh i was just want to get back to yeah uh cameras have become much more uh there's no advanced. reason there's no reason your iphone should have a 4k camera in it i'm sorry yeah. like it's like these people that are shooting stuff and blah, blah, blah. like there's no reason if you want to shoot a movie shoot a movie take the time rent the equipment do all that i yeah. will say that like these people that are shooting things and getting like vine famous and on youtube from their iphones and stuff like this no stop well, just stop they <laughs> there's no reason that you need 4k to <laughs> this is my daughter's first steps in <laughs> 3D. Like, <laughs> come on. You don't need that. The general public does not need 4K. It's a hologram yeah, exactly. of my daughter coming out of my wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, well, th there's two things that always screw people up, I think. It used to only be one, and there's two. And one was uh, William Goldman's Adventures in the Screen Trade, and one was Patton Os now Patton Oswald's famous speech. Oh, yes. In Adventures in the Screen Trade, William Goldman wrote Butch Cassidy's Sundance Kid. His most quoted line is, uh, nobody knows anything. Right. And everybody who first moves to Hollywood reads that book and they go, yeah, but my friend Rich Scheidner, very funny kind of legendary comic, said yeah. he should have put a sentence right after that going, including you. <coughs> Are you okay? Yeah, sorry, you? allergies. Yeah. Uh, this today has been... Um this, Are you uh, allergic to good radio interviews? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allergic to Canadians? You got a lot yeah. of <laughs> and, it, you, 
and I, we're going to let you go because you have to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Patton Oswald's famous speech about your phone has more technology oh, yeah. than, uh, than um, uh, was used when they made... Um, when they went to the moon. Yeah, when they went to the moon. Yeah. Or when uh, Orson Welles made Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so everybody hears that. What he doesn't mention is Orson Welles was a cinematic genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be beyond, who, who was far ahead of the time of anyone even alive today. Right. So just because you got the equipment. Doesn't mean Doesn't mean you can make a good show. Just because I, can, I make a movie on my phone. I go, it's still a terrible movie. Yeah, it's still it's a movie a, on your phone. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I will assure you this is not a movie on my phone. This is a legit thing. Uh, no, it sounds fantastic, man. Yeah. You know, and I like the theme. I already like the story. Yeah. I like the characters that you mentioned. Tell us the name of it again. It's called Bethlehem, and uh, you can find everything at BethlehemTheMovie.com. Okay, we're going to get all that up. Um, I'm glad to see you again. Yeah, you thanks know, for I'm having glad, me. I'm glad you do it well. We're going <laughs> to We're actually going to be staying down the street from you uh, okay. next week. Oh, okay. Because uh, we, um, we have... Uh, business acquaintances and dealings All right. on Sunset that now, unlike when I lived there as a young guy, are totally legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> we should go bowling. Hit me up. I'll take, I'll take you out to the valley. Yeah. We'll out, out to Jerry Jerry's Deli out on Ventura. Perfect. We're going to have rock and bowl. The last, a few years ago, I was there, and I was uh, having a sandwich. Yep. And uh, I got up to use the bathroom, and I went over to her bowling, and Cameron Diaz was in her bowling. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. Uh, very, very bad form. Yeah. Don't bowl with her. You'll be embarrassed. You know, you go, I'm bowling Cameron Diaz. And she throws the ball and you go, Jesus, I got to get out of here. Yeah. This is <laughs> All right, man. We're going to let you go. We loved having you here. Please uh, Thanks, make this brother. your radio podcast home anytime you're in town. For sure. Anything else you want to tell us about? Anything? You, everybody else has a podcast. Do you have one? Uh, I don't, uh, but you can watch me on uh, Fox Laughs. And please, uh, please stream the movie, uh, BethlehemTheMovie.com. Well, you know what? We're going to push it out heavy for Perfect. you in this Thank part you. of town. We got awesome. an email base of 54,000. Perfect. We're going to put the link on it for you. Thank you so much. All right. We are Mike Malone and the effervescent. And, you know, David, you kept interrupting the whole damned interview. <laughs> David know. David Facey, king of Canadian comedy managers. When your Canadian clubs dreamboat. In, when your club's in trouble. He's like underdog. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian underdog. Oh, my God. Our Thursday night is nothing but it's just a bringer show and it's not working. <laughs> Call David Facey. Hey. <laughs> He's the equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> when your club is unjustly being blocked from booking the comics you want. Call Bring David. in David Facey. <laughs> Oh, All right. You're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We'll be back in a couple of moments. <laughs>